Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Married People Podcast, where we want to make marriage real, fun, and simple. This week, we're asking the question, how do we make decisions in our marriage? I'm CJ. I've been married to my wife, Terry, for six years. And as always, I'm excited to be sitting here with Afton, who's been married for three years to Hudson. Yes. Hi. And I'm sitting here with Ted Lowe, who's been married for 23 years to his wife, Nancy. Hey, guys. And uh, Ted is also an author, speaker, and the director of MarriedPeople.org. Friends, it's good to be back together. I know we took a little bit of a, a break here, and uh, I'm excited to be jumping into this week's conversation. I know. I love You're having you guys so over. You're so excited. You're yeah. more excited than you've ever been, CJ. More, more <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you, I think you said excited 18 times well, during that opener. Well, I don't know many other uh, adjectives. adjectives. <laughs> I had to think, yeah, yeah, that's an adjective. Uh, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Oh, okay. I'm uh, uh, elated. That's, yeah, that, that's really it. Those yeah. are the only three words that I really know how to describe <laughs> anything. Well, we're back. We're better than ever. Right. Yes. We didn't Probably. learn any new words on our break. Nope. But uh, what we are excited to be talking about how do we make decisions in our marriage? Well, I'm really good at making the decisions in my marriage. <laughs> You just make it and everybody goes, you just, yes, right. yes, Afton. I Is that make how the that decisions works? and that's why they're all correct. <laughs> nice. And, uh, I knew this was going to be a fun one with Afton. <laughs> and uh, if that's not how you make decisions in your marriage, then this episode's for you. You should really try it out. <laughs> it works very well. <laughs> so, uh, so why are we talking about this this week, Ted? Yeah, well, it's, decisions can be tough. You know, if people are Googling around to go, how do I make decisions with my marriage? They're, they're tough. There's... You know, some of the decisions are really big when there's lots of things in the balance. Like, do I take a new job? Uh, mm-hmm. Do I, you know, do we move? Whatever those decisions are, they can be they can be tough and be stressful. And usually, sometimes we're on different sides of the coin. And there are like different, you know, there's a spectrum of decisions. I mean, there's everything from who's doing the grocery shopping this week to do we move across the country or not, right? Exactly. And uh, and all of those things have the potential to create conflict in our marriage. Yeah. And it depends on who the different people are. Do you guys know about Enneagram? Yes. Yes. So okay. we should do an episode on. We that should probably do an episode on on how to relate Enneagram. to your spouse. Because I'm a one perfectionist, which means everything I do is the right way. Because I've already figured it out. Right. You too, CJ. You're you're right. a, you're a one too. I, I, you know that. Which probably blows some people away that we are the same. We're the same enneagram. It just means we look through the world with the same lens. It doesn't mean we have the same personality, obviously, because <laughs> one of ours is way better than the other. Um, oh. <laughs> All right, are we ready for another podcast break? Because, yeah. uh, <laughs> but Hudson. So I'm a one, and Hudson is um, a. Nine is the nine the peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, he's the nine. So, which is also Terry. Which oh yeah, I think oh, wow. we already we did already talk about that. I, I know we, we talked about yeah. This so the nine typically probably. if they're if they're the if you're a nine you are like all about keeping the peace. You aren't trying to rock the boat that much. So attention with being married to someone that's a peacemaker is that they'll kind of go along with what mm-hmm. you say because they want to make you happy because they're so giving, and they can get. Rolled, rolled over. What do you yeah, call roll, that? Like, roll, yeah, yeah, rolled over. Yeah, like steamrolled yeah. because yeah. their opinion isn't always taken into consideration. So when I, 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 was, I have an example of that too. Tell me it. Did, were you about to well, jump into an example? I was just going to say you just have to be careful because like I'll ask Hudson like what do you want for dinner? And he'll be like I don't care. You can choose. And I'm like okay, we're going to Chipotle and I'll do or that chilies. every day. It's usually chilies. I was just trying to throw a little variation <laughs> right. into my example. Trying to be relatable. To yeah, trying to other be relatable. Who don't exclusively <laughs> eat at chilies. <laughs> 
And so, like, one of the tips is, like, make sure that you're, like, no, 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 tonight I really want you to pick where we go to dinner mm. so that they feel like they have a voice, too. Or else I'll just end up making all the decisions and he'll just go along with them. And then 20, year, 20 years down the road, he'll be like, man, I wish I ever was allowed to make a decision. And don't nines get a little resentful? Yeah, they do get resentful. They, they don't. They go, Everything's fine. But yes. in the back of their mind, they're going, I'm getting rolled over. They know yes, it. Yes, they yep. know it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, Terry is a nine as well. She's a peacemaker. She doesn't like conflict. And... Earlier in our marriage, you know, I, I handle most of the money, you know, budgeting week to week. We sit down once a month and talk about it, but I'm keeping track of it and kind of the initiator of it. And earlier on, I was like, okay, we'll set our food budget per week to like, I can't remember if it was like 60 or $80 a week or something like that for food. Oh, shopping at and, Aldi. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, it's time went by and eventually this became a thing where like, at some point, and Terry's just like trying to make it work, mm-hmm. right? Because she mm-hmm. doesn't want to rock the boat. But over time, she was like, okay, I've got, we got to talk about something. And it was the grocery budget. We've got to up this because this is, I know, I don't know if it's a, like, this is a big deal. Like, I can't, we can't make this work on 60 or $80 a week or whatever. We've got to change this. Did you let her make a decision? And then we, the and then of course, yeah, we upped the budget and, you know, that's a lot easier now. But I didn't realize what a big deal that was to her mm-hmm. until, it bubbled up to the service a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where the tension lies sometimes is it really matters to our spouse, but for whatever reason, we didn't know that it did. Right. And so we were either flippant, we didn't listen, uh, we didn't mm-hmm. handle it, or our personality types, whatever, it's there. And you're like, wow, that, that meant a lot to you, and I didn't know it. And so that can cause tension in that way too. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's this dynamic where maybe, you know, t- like you just said, Ted, some decisions maybe matter or are more important to one spouse than the other. Another thing is that, like, there's also this dynamic, uh, you know, sometimes there's conflict over how a decision should be made. Yeah, exactly. Like, how fast do we need to make these decisions? You know, there's this whole idea of looking at options and evaluating. Like, for me, I want to know all my options. So mm-hmm. if we say we need a new couch, then I'm going to need to know all of them. <laughs> I'm going to ask around. I mean, we're going to know. And finally, Nancy's just like, I don't care if we sit on yard furniture as long as you will make this be over for my life. And then you blend that with what's important and what's not. I mean, what about you guys? Like when you make a decision, do you, and I know there's different levels of them, do you tend to go, I know what I want to do. I can make decisions quick and I move on to the next one. Or do you get stuck in analysis paralysis? I'm quick. I know what I want. I just make the decision. Hudson gets stuck because he wants to look at all his options and make a really and make the wise really decision. make a really wise decision, which is ironic because he usually comes around to whatever I already decided three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, I tend to overanalyze, so it depends on the subject, of course. But like, I'll research something to death, or I'll overanalyze the options to death for sure. Yeah. What about you, Ted? Well, Nancy, we remodeled this house that we're sitting in right now, and so Nancy hates options mm. so when you remodel like they called and they said we need to know, we need to have the the doorknobs for the back doors and she says go go you go pick and i'm like well, wait a minute whatever we pick here it's got to it's going to affect every doorknob and <laughs> right. in ted low land for whatever bizarre reason that kind of stuff matters so i called her and i said oh my gosh there's like 15 different colors there's a whole row for this and she goes as i said earlier you make the choice <laughs> And so on this house, a lot of it, like she's like, ah, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. Well, the doorknobs are very nice. Too. Oh, thanks. You know. Yeah, yeah. They, they fall in there. Yeah. And so it's for her, it is, I don't 
care a whole as much mm-hmm. or I don't want I don't want to have to decide like should say her uh, mom and sister are really into decorating the house and mm. sewing curtains pillows and all this stuff her worst nightmare is a fabric yeah. store which I really am excited about because it's kind of my worst nightmare too so it's but it's that just doesn't mean wiring. Nancy doesn't like to make decisions, right? I mean, like, those are kind of, like, smaller decisions that I can see how you just be like, you know what, it doesn't matter. It's a doorknob. I'll, I'll get in the door eventually. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. But when it, but she probably wouldn't feel that way if you're like, hey, let's buy a new car. Or how yeah. about we move across the country? And she's like, oh, sure, wherever you want to go, Ted. Like, I'm sure that's not always the case. Yeah, with cars, she would definitely say, I don't want to know anything about it. Oh, she still doesn't want to know. Like those kind of things. Now, when you start talking about the kids, you start getting into them. She has such a radar for them. She knows with like scientific, um, I don't know if the word is accuracy Mm -hmm. of what's going on in their lives and how this thing's going to impact this thing. So that for her, and those are kind of things I'll kind of, pull back and she'll they'll talk about it and I'll think about it. But I do know that when I come up with opinion, I better be ready to know, hey, she might push back because you don't know all the details. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that used to be a thing with us too, hmm. is I would come with a decision. Oh, that's not going to work because of X, Y, Z with the kids. And like, wow. Every time I say something, you push back. And so we had to work through that dynamic. So mm-hmm. you can just see how the t- you know, things matter differently. People decide differently. Mm-hmm. People want to evaluate differently. People are more passionate about this thing than they are this thing. I mean, it's just a little bit designed for it to be a communication. You know, it could be turmoil. And depending on where people are already frustrated with it, their spouse, a little decision all of a sudden is a big deal, right? Or, yeah. you know, you feel insulted or you feel hurt or you feel like they didn't hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, going going back to what you said, you, people decide differently. There's even, like, tension between, like, okay, do we make a decision because it's the best rated thing on Amazon or do, do we make a decision because your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother, you know, recommended this, so we're going to go with, you know, what they, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Even little things like that, too. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and that's, you know, do you take anecdotal advice or, you know, or do you do consumer reports? I'm the consumer reports person. Like, I'm going, oh, you're the one-time thing. Like, I don't, even if they're close friends, <laughs> relatives, a lot of times I'm like... Yeah, but what you're saying does not line up with, you know, what I'm reading online. So I think there's those dynamics. Well, my mom says this is great. My mom says this is great, you know. I don't know what yeah, the example so, yeah. is. Do, yep. you, do you find the, your handy handy person on on uh, Angie's list or are you taking your parents' recommendation? That kind of a thing. Yeah, what know? would you guys? Like, do you tend to trust your gut or do you – how do you feel about advice? Because that's another thing that can bring tension is who are we asking, especially with people that are newly married – Mm. They're newly married, and they make a decision with their parents before they discuss it with their spouse, and then you're you're off to the races sometimes. We haven't ever really had a ton of issues with making decisions. I feel like we have a lot of comp- – we kind of think similarly, so it's easy for us to make the same decision. So I've, I've never really felt like – we just kind of weigh our options, and we talk about it, and then – we just pick something. We just decide. It's never really been a huge issue. And also, I don't really care what people tell me. Like, I just want to, like, I'll just figure it out myself. You don't care what people tell you? No. Like, when you were like, hey, Afton, you should consider getting a Jeep. I was like, I'm definitely not going to get a Jeep. 
I said that? Yeah, I just heard you say it one day. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's just because I drive a Jeep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I was just making conversation, Afton. <laughs> I'm just making conversation. Well, that's a great point for all these things. You know, everybody that listens to these, you know, depending on our topic, you know, these are going to be hot buttons more for us than, than others, you know. Because uh, I think when you marry someone that's a very different personality than you, this is probably more of an issue. Yep. Like, I, I know of other couples that one person always feels so strongly about something, always. And there are things I feel strongly about, but usually Hudson and I feel the same strong about the same things, so we just would, let other things go. I don't I, know. I, as you're saying this, I'm agreeing with you in my head and that, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like Terry and I have that much conflict over making decisions, but... To the point that you and I were talking about at the beginning of this episode, we're married to nines. We're married to people who, by default, are not going to tend not to push back on decisions. So I'm also trying to, in this conversation, remember, okay, some of this isn't just like me looking at my relationship and saying, Mm -hmm. oh, there's there's no conflict, so our decisions must be great. There's a layer to this of trying to figure out how are these decisions and the way we're making decisions impacting our spouses, mm-hmm. like Terry. Because I'm married to one of you guys. I'm married to a one. Oh. So on behalf of people that are married <laughs> and to And what a are one, you? I'm a three with a two wing. What's three? The analyzer? Uh, yeah, three. No, three is the, is the uh, achiever. The achiever. Oh. And two is the helper. helper. Yeah. Which makes sense for this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted us to do great things for marriages mm-hmm. so we can help people. Y- yeah. So yeah. I think with Nancy being a perfectionist, uh, for being a number one, mm-hmm. uh, again, we don't want to talk in too much code, but at married, being married to a perfectionist, yeah, you guys got lots of opinions mm-hmm. and you feel really strongly and it's, there's, there's about a way. About certain things. Yeah. 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 Most things. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't bring the peacemaker it. part of right. this equation. So we've probably struggled with this more, probably more than you guys have because we're both kind of. If you're married you, to a more dominant personality, I'm yeah. sure it's more difficult. And as an achiever. Yeah. You know, and as an achiever who wants to help a perfectionist, <laughs> yeah, that's those are fun times. Yeah. So I, fun times. all I'm saying is, I think if you sat down with Terry or Hudson, which right. again we've got to do, got to do at some point, yeah, they would probably feel differently about, about this. They'd be like, yeah, there is a little bit of conflict, yeah, when it comes to our decision making, even if it's just <laughs> internally for them. Like the hardest feeling, decision we it. ever make is what movie to watch. That's where we have the most conflict. Because I just want to watch something that makes me feel good and is and happy. And that's one every area because he's a filmmaker. A filmmaker yeah. That's yes. one area where he will probably oh, he's man. more likely. I to, had to mm, beg to him to back. watch Home Alone Two: Lost in New York at Christmas. He is like, "This is not a good film," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, it is." Let me tell you some dialogue from it, and you tell me if that's good writing. <laughs> but we have such different opinions on that. That's like the point where we most conflict when it comes to a decision, and then we end up watching something that we've seen before that neither, neither of us really want to watch. We just settled. We both settled. So, CJ, you bring up the point, like, all of a sudden, why is that decision a big deal? Because that matters to him. Like, mm-hmm. on his radar, all of a sudden, nine becomes one because, wait a minute, when it comes to film... I have an opinion. I have an opinion. Yeah. 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 So, this is pretty interesting, right? There are different levels to this decision-making, and part of it is personalities, and that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit, at least in after and eyes examples. But, Ted, there's there's got to be a common denominator between all of this tension that we feel when it comes to making decisions in our marriage. Yeah, and I think the thing that's kind of the thread all the way through is 
there's tension becomes when in the middle of these decisions that somebody doesn't feel loved and somebody doesn't feel respected. And I think a lot of times that happens primarily because people don't feel heard or listened to. A lot of times mm-hmm. we don't have to have the same opinion, but boy, don't we all want to feel like we feel understood and what we've said is, is, is a value. Did you hear what I was saying? And so I think that's the dynamic is, especially we don't understand that a decision was important to them because we didn't ask enough questions to see that mm-hmm. that's important with them. Or if they did something in, with, with a frustrated tone, we get defensive back instead of going, oh, wow, I'm sorry, did, I feel like that got bigger than I wanted it to do. Is there part of this I'm missing? Which is really, really hard because then our spouse will let us know that we've pushed a button. Instead of us seeing that as, oh, wow, this is important to them, we see it as an attack on us. And if we can be relationally brave enough to go, okay, oh, it's really hard not to take this personally, but what... what you know, what did I just step into here? What did, why was that so important to them? And I think we only can figure that out by listening to them that they feel like that uh, they're heard. Because I think the bottom line and the truth to this whole thing is most decisions aren't life and death, but they do bring life or death to our relationship. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a million decisions and they're not life and death. Like we're going, but you watch couples and you watch marriages either be tight or they start dissolving and you'll watch how they are handling decisions with each other or they're handling you know how they're deciding to talk to each other we're deciding where we're going to go for dinner or we're deciding these things and when you give contempt or if you give you know you're 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 critical you know you you're sarcastic you're resentful all of a sudden where we're going to dinner can turn into World War III. And so it's not life or death, but you think about how we handle this is either going to be good for our marriage, bad for our marriage. It's either going to bring life to it or death to it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why this is so important. And we talk about silly fights cause serious damage. I just think we have to figure out, all right, how do we do the decisions thing? But at the end of the day, if people are listening, the number one thing, does my spouse feel heard? Are they getting to... You know, are they getting to voice their opinion? It feels like this whole concept is also kind of the root of of bickering in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like when sure. you see when you've got friends or you hang out with friends and they they kind of get at each other back and forth a little bit. Like it just feels like, and I don't know if this is true or not, but so many of those little decisions or those moments of like, well, he's you know, is there's a misalignment in some decision making about like, well, well, he always wants to go, you know, yada yada. Well, he always she always wants to do this or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's that back and forth in it feels like at the root of it is, yeah, like I said, a misalignment in decision-making. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a great Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 1 through 2. It says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. So you think about, I'm going to isolate myself with just me and my opinion and what I want and what I'm desiring. And it says it breaks out against all sound judgment. And this was so huge. Uh, verse 2 says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. This is Proverbs 18, 1 through 2. You think about how relevant this is, and you think what an ancient passage this is to say, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expresses his opinion. One of the guys we're working with right now is going to create a small group study, and he's talking about this whole idea of listening. And he said, most of us don't listen to understand, we listen to answer. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there ready for answering, and we're just getting enough information to spark our opinion or spark that we're angry, and we stop listening, and we're just, we're just ready. We're just ready to uh, express. And so when somebody isolates and says, I'm going to decide this on my own in marriage, it by design does not 
work. It's yeah. not just about your opinion. It's about their opinion. It's about how we do this thing together. And the thing about marriage is these decisions, we get this great benefit of being with another person who sees things differently. And nine times out of 10, I think when we listen to each other, we can come to a better decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. And to me, it feels like you're saying, I mean, what just what I'm kind of hearing is, and I've read all these books, like when it comes to like prayer or meditation, really the not the point, but a lot of what the benefit is of prayer or meditation is that you take a second to remove yourself from the equation and really look at what you feel and how you feel about things from almost like a bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. And when you can look, if you can take yourself out of it, take yourself out of the decision and go, I feel so strongly and that's making me feel angry or confused. Mm -hmm. And kind of, instead of saying, you know, I'm so angry, I'm so confused, saying there's confusion, there's anger in me, mm. and then why? And then if you can remove kind of that passion from the way you're talking to your spouse and say, and, and really approach them with curiosity about how they mm. feel, instead of like letting the anger and confusion come out, you're kind of looking at it from a third party view and going, okay, but now I'm just going to be curious about what do you think and what do you feel? That kind of, I feel like that's kind of what you're saying is just like, be curious about why they feel about the subject and take your own feelings out of it for a minute and just listen. Mm. And then you might be able to better and more clearly see why they feel a certain way and come to a better conclusion. Af, and I agree 100%. You know, our second episode was, you know, Juan Silly Fights Cause Serious Damage. Mm -hmm. And we kind of unpacked this whole thing of that you're, you're hurting, you know, you're hitting a spot where they're wounded. Uh, and I think that's a perfect way to say it, to say, okay, where are they wounded or this, these decisions bring this out. But yeah, we're not just talking. That's the thing. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about the fights that they have with their spouse because it's usually about silly things. And if they tell their friend, they feel kind of stupid, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but the reality is there's something so much deeper going on mm -hmm. there and decisions are a huge part of that. I mean, we all want to feel understood. I mean, it's very fun. I went as a kid, I threw temper tantrums all the time. And for a long, long time. So it was always, they all, it's always fun at Christmas. Oh, you remember Ted threw a, <laughs> Ted temper tantrum. Ted temper tantrum. That's what we call him. And I look back all that after spending way too much money on counseling. It is, uh, <laughs> I have a high need to feel understood. Mm -hmm. A high, high, high mm -hmm. need. Probably way too much. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's, I think everybody has a high need to be understood. But you can also say like, like what, for me, Whenever Hudson's like, hey, we need to sit down and have some conversations about budgets and finances, I'm like, okay, let's do that tomorrow. And then when he asks me tomorrow, I'm like, you know what? Why don't we try doing that this weekend? And then when it's the weekend, I'm like, don't ruin my weekend with finances. Let's do it next week. <laughs> and we never – I hate talking about money. I just hate it. And there's probably some something I need to go to counseling for about that. But I, but there there, I think there are – well, I think it's probably counseling. just the finances okay. thing. But <laughs> – but I think everyone has kind of like a trigger or something where they sure. just like, I don't want to make that decision right now. I don't want to talk about it. Like, mm. I, I think everyone reacts differently to kind of these decision conversations and it mm. depends on what it is. And I think you you kind of have to know your spouse and know like the tactic that you need to use to like apply to them to get them to do it. Like, so mm. Hudson, Hudson will go, okay, 
we're going to have to talk about this. I know you don't want to, but why don't we go to Chili's and we'll bring our computer and we'll look at it at Chili's. Does that make it easier? And then I'm like, okay. And then I can like, like I can kind of stomach it and prep for it and like, okay, fine. I'll have this. At least I'll have a triple dipper in front of me. At least then I can have my triple dipper and then I'll talk about the budget. And that makes it, yeah. It just makes it a little bit easier for me to have the conversation and make the decision. Yeah. It's just like, you kind of have to figure out your tactics when you're trying to to have those conversations. Totally. We're more of a chips and salsa at uh, Well, you're missing out on... What is the triple dipper? It's three appetizers and one appetizer. And why are we still sitting here? You get to pick three of them. I didn't know that that was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you... Have you ever even been to a Chili's? Well, we usually do the like two for whatever and... Oh, that comes with an appetizer. Because it's got an appetizer and a dessert. You you bookend We share a triple dipper as our meal. Oh, so you just basically eat appetizers for dinner, which that's fantastic. That's the wow. best thing you can do. Well, I was going to chime in and just say that all of this, though, you know, Ted takes a level of humility and humbleness and almost self awareness because basically, when you're approaching your spouse with, you know, the way that Afton's recommending or the way Hudson has done for you, it takes a level of awareness and humility to assume that you're not always right or you you're not always might not always be right you need your spouse's input to make a decision that's tough for some you know what i mean yeah yeah yep that they yep that they feel like they they were part of it yep and you guys are going this is not hard for us at all because you're ones Mm -hmm. yeah because it's it and i think ones are known as being really great decision makers or Mm -hmm. quick decision makers Mm -hmm. and feel good about that. You're not tortured quite as much. Right. uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but our ramifications for that are different too. Like our ramifications are that we, we can steamroll people in decision making. Yeah. So I think everyone's kind of got a double edged sword of like, you might be quick to make them, but, or I might, you weren't, but you might be quick to make them, but, but you've got your own situation you got to deal with. That's what I'm saying for anybody who has a stronger personality. uh, I mean, we all tend to think that we're right. Like no one has an opinion that thing. I'm going to have a wrong opinion. You know, we all think that we have the right opinion, but you know, to your point earlier, Ted, like you're going to make a better decision if you're in a healthier decision for your marriage, if you're both on board with the way that you're making it. And just understanding that your decisions are going to impact somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not an isolated situation. I think sometimes what is your spouse needing? Like right now we're trying to figure out when do we do have our 16 year old's wisdom teeth taken out? Like Mm -hmm. when's that going to happen? Uh, this calendar year, next calendar year, and it's been all this insurance stuff. So Nancy's been back and forth doing all these different things and she just needs to talk it out. Mm. And I'm thinking I would so stink in like the, the input I have right now to bring to this conversation. It's so limited and so bad. Like <laughs> I'm bringing nothing to the table, but for her, I've watched, she has a high need for me to lean in. And even like before we do this podcast, she goes, I need to talk to you one more time about the teeth thing. If I know the damage or the death I can bring in a relationship, it's like, babe, you, I don't know. Now, what do I know about this? Mm-hmm. You've done all the talking to them. You know this. You know I'm not smart at this stuff. Like, why are you even asking me? Like, she will shut down like a Kmart, let me tell you. Um, and I have to watch. I've got to listen and that's, I got to tune good, in. Ted. Well, it's like they're very sad, Kmart. Yeah, I'm so um, sorry. So, but yeah, I think it's like figuring out what they need, listening to them. Yeah. And just being a listener, just understanding, like, do you feel understood during this whole thing? Yep. Yeah. So Ted, this is all great, you know, but this is a lot, you know, when we talk about decision-making, there are a lot of variables here. We're talking about different personality types that are different tactics for approaching your spouse. How can you boil something this kind of 
complicated, it seems, down to a one, one simple thing. Yeah, so go back to our bottom line, which most decisions aren't life and death, but they do bring life or death to our relationship. I just think that's a good grid for us to think through, to go, oh. Decisions aren't neutral? Decisions are not neutral. The smallest ones to the large ones, there are no neutral decisions. Uh, it's how we talk to each other, communicate. It's a cool grid. I think the thing I love about this podcast, and people are listening right now, is able to go, Oh, I listened a little bit better today and I watched the look on their face or I looked at their face uh, when I was talking to them. I put my phone away and gave them all of me. I didn't walk in the door frustrated and talking about me. I was like, how's your day? And they told me I was leaning in. Uh, Or maybe there's been this thing that you've been struggling with. Maybe you've Googled this. and The reason you're doing this is because you're so frustrated about decisions. It's just, I would bet if you'd spend a little bit of time, five minutes and say, I'm going to try to understand why this is so important to them. Going, okay, I feel like we're missing each other on this. I feel like when we're talking about vacation or I feel like when we're talking about whose turn it is to go pick up the kids, you know, at soccer, I feel like it's bigger to you. I feel like we're missing each other. How do we talk about that? And so one of the things I heard this week actually from a newlywed couple, and they said they just made it up. And I thought, oh, this is perfect for this episode. They said when they're making decisions that they have two scales. The first scale is the hate it or love it. On a scale from one to 10, how much do you love this? Or do you, you know, one is I hate it. On a scale of one to 10, you know, 10 means I really care, one, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So when we start asking those kind of questions of each other to go, oh, wow, you, you really care about this. And since you really care about this, then let's go with what you feel. Let's mm-hmm. go with what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, I really love this thing. We found this lamp that I just, <laughs> I love it. And I know it costs double, but I really love it. You go, well, gosh, really loves it right there. And I really don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and let's throw some more money to this. Because, oh, that that matters to you. I think it's a way of validating each other, too. And it's not the role of the eyes going, how can you care about that? Just to go, hey, we're we're married to somebody that have different preferences. And that's that's great. It just gives us an opportunity to go, oh, wow. Yeah, so basically, years ago, if I had you know used this in my marriage when we were talking about our grocery budget, it'd be like, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you care about our grocery budget? Terry would have said 10. And then it's like, okay, then what if we made it this dollar amount? If we upped it to $100 a month, do you hate it, love it, scale of 1 to 10? Okay, now we're getting, this is 8, 9, 10 territory. This is a lot better than when we were trying to, you know, f- you know feed each other on $20 a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which it was not that, but, you know. Right, right, right obviously. Right. <laughs> so what, was, what would be for you guys one of those things that your spouse really cares about, but you don't care about it so much? So Ted, that example is really great. I like the I like the scales. I'm gonna start using that. Are you though? Because that's not well. A bad I mean, I'm gonna start using it, but it's gonna be really easy. Because normally my care is ten, and Hudson's is one on basically everything. <laughs> so it's it's really easy for us. But what do you do when you have you're both a ten on the care scale, but your love and hate on the situation is a one and a ten? Like you hate it, and the other one loves it. What do you do then? You know, that's the thing I love about this whole thing is, you know, if you just pull all the way back to this verse, it is don't isolate yourself and, you know, because we really understand ourselves, right? I really get me. I really understand how I think. And we can sit in that. And that's what I would do a lot when we first got married. I would stew. Mm. I would think. and I'd, Me I would, too. I, would, I always ugh, do. I just made it, I would make it bigger. Uh, I think more than ever on this one. Oh, wow. We both really care about this. It is if you can lean in first. 
uh, you know, what is it, Stephen Covey's, you got to seek first to understand before you can be understood. And you watch, that just matters. I had a project manager that was great about this at work. I have 12 different ideas a day. And she would say, she would acknowledge what I, you know, the idea, oh, that's great, that's whatever, and then would tell me very often why it wasn't going to work. But I'm really good, like once I feel understood or validated, I'm good. Oh, yeah, because if you've got too many ideas, you know they're not all great, Mm -hmm. but that was just the way that I could hear it. And so I think the same is true, just really leaning in to going, oh, we both care. Whoa, let's pause and let's be careful Mm -hmm. with each other. Let's be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to become angry. This is when, oh, this, this is a pauser. This is yeah. a all phones down, you know, let's go to Chili's so we have to keep our voices down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I just think it's, it's, again, it's how we treat each other. And it seems like in that case, you're going to have to go, okay, we're going to pause and listen, pause and listen, pause and listen. And probably in that case, you're going to have to compromise. Yep. Neither yep. of us are going to get you're 10 gonna on the care scale and, and love our situation at the end. But you're, you're pro- going to be better on the other end, maybe. Yeah, and you're going to land it, I'm guessing at this, but I think you're probably going to land at better decisions. And I would say, too, going back to, uh, I don't know, Ted, this might be bad marriage advice, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like, if you, (laughs) if you, if you're constantly a 10 and your spouse, like in our situation, tends to be a one on the care scale, um, this is something I'm just learning by reading. Not our mutual spouse, but our separate spouses are both usually less caring on the care Uh, scale. (laughs) That... Uh, this is something I'm learning from a book I'm reading, but it, poke and prod a little bit and say, okay, mm. and, and see if you can elevate their care a little bit on right. something. And by they might know, need you to ask. Right. Them and that's what I'm saying. It's like, get, hey, yeah. tell me about our current car situation or tell me what you think about going to XYZ this weekend. And then the other thing, too, is once they tell you, say, tell me more. Like, see if you can mm. just get them to share a little bit more. Because they might care. When you right. say, do you care, they'll go one, but then they might actually be like, a six. And so sometimes and you, I think don't want to say if, if you tend to have, you know, a more dominant personality, you, you might have to pull that out of your, your spouse. Mm-hmm. And that way you can. And you might have to say, I need you to care a little less. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you'll say, sorry, I asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know if that's. I love it. I but, love it. Tell me. Tell me more. That's a great question. Help yeah. me understand a little bit more. You know, it's that, hey, we're missing each other thing. I think it's great. I think it's great, CJ. CJ, looks like your marriage advice was adequate. And Afton, you did an adequate job today on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for, for, always striving, for this conversation. Always striving for and, being adequate. <laughs> And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Married People Podcast. Before we leave you this week, we do have a favor to ask, though. And it's the same favor that every podcast asks, right, Afton? What is yes. what is the, what is the favor? Leave us a review, preferably five stars, but we, we do want your honesty. We appreciate right. it. As long as it's five star. As honesty. long as it's five star. Honestly, honesty. you can leave us a negative comment, and if you still make it five stars, we're good with that. Yeah, right. We'll because what happens? People do. Well, okay. Five so stars. here, when you leave us a five star review, it helps us get these conversations in front of more married couples who need to hear them. It tells iTunes, it tells Google, Google Podcasts that hey, this is a great podcast for married couples when someone searches. And it for, gives us a confidence boost, right? And <laughs> which can we all use that in our day? There's anybody who needs a confidence boost. It's, it's me. 
So that'd be great. Just search Merry People on your podcast app and you can leave a review there. Thanks again for listening to this episode. And if you want to check out more marriage resources to make your marriage better, check out our website, marriedpeople.org slash podcast. That's also where you can find the show notes for this episode. Until next time, I'm CJ. I'm Afton. I'm Ted. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.